Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Tonight, we are about to begin one of my favorite scenarios, one that I ran way back when our channel was young and our sound and editing was not so good. Mr. Corbett was written by Michael DeWolf and appears in Mansions of Madness. I am the Game Master, and this is episode one. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> New England, for all its ghost-haunted crannies, can be very beautiful in the spring and summer months. Sometimes the days are perfect, the flowers bloom, the bees buzz, and the barbecue goes off without a hitch. But even in the best of neighborhoods, where nothing bad ever happens, the malignant seed of rumor can spring up and choke the flowers. To slightly paraphrase Henri de Balzac, it is often assumed by the leisurely and empty-headed who chatter amongst themselves for want of something better to do, that quiet people who do not discuss their private lives openly must have something to hide. Our story begins on a hot Saturday afternoon, June 23rd, 1923. A group of neighbors gather for a barbecue at Mr. and Mrs. Clark Grant's house in Southwest Arkham, Massachusetts. The Grant's backyard has some substantial shade trees and the party sits and feasts on ribs and corn in the cob and a bounty of other fresh vegetables and desserts. The guests chat about current events and comment on the state of the world at large. This is a typical Saturday and occurs many times in the warm months in a neighborhood where nothing ever happens. One thing that's not typical, Grant's across-the-street neighbor has joined them. Mr. Bernard Corbett is a well-known fixture in the neighborhood, and he is liked by all. A quiet man. He has been invited many times over the years to these barbecues, but he's only rarely attended. Although you see him almost every day, it's usually nothing more than a friendly nod. He is an avid gardener, and his large plot is meticulously maintained by his own hand. From spring until autumn, he often shares the bounty from his vegetable garden and fruit trees. He shares it with everyone in the neighborhood. People wake to find baskets on their front steps. The delicious, flavorful tomatoes on today's table were brought by him, as were the tasty summer squash and melons. He even brought a small oriental vase as a gift to Mrs. Grant with a large exotic orchid to decorate the dessert table. Born and raised in Arkham, Mr. Corbett is a handsome man in his late 30s. Though he presents himself as a strong and confident man, his life has been plagued by tragedy. He attended Miskatonic University, but had to drop out after his father died in order to take over the family business. His mother died soon after that. He was happily married, but his wife died in childbirth and the baby was stillborn. This all happened over a decade ago, and he has never been the same since. He continues to run his business, Corbett uh, Importers of America, and is considered by his peers to be an outstanding businessman with a strong work ethic. He maintains membership in the business, the Arkham uh, Businessmen's Association, and is considered to be a fair and honest man. He would make an excellent husband to someone, but he has never gotten over the death of his wife and he remains pleasantly disinterested in social events, which is why he has attended so few barbecues. 
But today, as you laugh and carry on sipping lemonade, Mr. Corbett sits quietly in a deck chair in the shade of your grand old oak tree and listens to your pleasant conversation. Oh, thanks, Andy, so much. This deck is beautiful. I could not have done this without you. Uh, don't forget the scouts. They earned those merit badges the honest way. <laughs> they sure worked hard. Thanks. Uh, do, do you still need me to carry over some of that charcoal? I still have the heavy-duty gloves on. Oh, thank you so much. That would be yeah. great. Yeah, it's just getting going. It is such a beautiful deck, Andy. Uh, you might have to come over to my house next and uh, redo what we have out back. Uh, Things have been I, so hard since Francis died in the war, but it would be nice to host one of these parties at my place one of these days. Well, I do have one of the boys that's going to be coming to Eagle Scout soon. Um, and Parvat is um, planning a um, uh, uh, a helpful community um job like that so i'll ha let him know and see if he's interested that would be wonderful not a problem in it how's the book coming along oh you know uh, it's here and there i've rewritten a few chapters but uh it's coming along nicely uh you'll have to remind me sometime to uh, uh to show you what i have down oh excellent Oh, have you tried the Jello? I must. I know you make delicious Jello. It's fantastic this time. I use those new tinned oranges. Ooh. Sounds oh, delicious. This is the best, sis. Thank you so much. You're welcome, dear brother. It does sound absolutely delicious. Um, do you happen to have any of the old Winyard left? Just as you were speaking here, I brought in from the uh, local collection from the police um, some hooch here. So, oh, oh, oh. Uh, fine work, man. Fine work. Yes, yes. Mm. This is delicious. And mm. yeah, we picked it up from someone who had a still near their um, apple orchard. They seem to be distilling the um, apple wine they were making into something a little bit more high octane. You can taste the apple still. Oh, goodness. Well, as long as it doesn't get you blind drunk, it's <laughs> fine, right? I might have a little nip myself. Well, none of us are driving, so I don't think that's going to be a problem. Oh, go on then, of course. Clark, uh, did you hear about the progress that Howard Carter has been making on the tomb in Egypt. What, a, what an amazing discovery earlier this year. Heard of, unheard of. Just, I, I cannot wait to see how that unfolds, to see what, what mm. more is discovered. It uh, is a mystery. I just uh, love a mystery. Do you think there really is a curse of the mummy? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, we're mm. dipping into mm. the pulp fiction now, are we? Yes, I do know that the, the boys um, in the scout troop can't get enough of it. Oh, it sure makes for a good campfire tale of nothing else. Oh, yes. Uh, pardon me, Miss Shaw. Has he opened the tomb yet? Yes, I heard that he managed to open it a few months ago, if I'm not mistaken, Mr. Corbett. 
I'm afraid the last time that I read a newspaper was quite a bit, quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I had read that he that he'd been digging there. That that new that new magazine that they've just started publishing a couple months ago, Time. They I think they did an article on it, like a full feature. Mm. Oh, another another magazine. I, I I doubt that'll last long. There's so many <laughs> of them starting up. There are seems to be so popular these days. I do like my Vogue. I don't know if I uh, don't know if I should stretch myself to get another subscription. But uh, Clara, perhaps if you have a uh, uh, issue of this time, I might see if it's something I could be interested in. Yeah. You, you don't you worry about a, a subscription. As soon as Elizabeth and I are done with it, we'll just pass it on to you. Oh, wonderful. Uh, Mr. Corbett, do you want some of the apple brandy? Oh, yes, please. Thank you. Here you go. Mr. Corbett, that's a beautiful orchid. Do you cultivate them? Oh, uh, yes. In my greenhouse, I, oh, I have a few lovely. species. Um, that one is uh, Phalaenopsis lindinii. It's uh, from uh, a place called Madagascar uh, off the coast of Africa. This oh. must have cost you a pretty penny. Oh, well, it's not usually a matter of cost. People don't... Uh, um, there's, there's sort of a collection of people go out and collect orchids from various places in the world. And, uh, it can be rather cutthroat. There's, there's actually been murders involved with, uh, really? with people, rivals trying to get the same area oh, of orchids. Tree, my goodness. Oh, that sounds like it would make quite a good story. The orchid murders. <laughs> yeah. There's, uh. There's also uh, some rather sad um, things that have happened as well. There was uh, a collector from England who went into an area and discovered orchids. Uh, he uh, did his best to collect as many as possible, and then he burned the forest so that no one else could collect the, uh, the orchids from the same area. It's madness. Ghastly. Oh. Sounds like some of the stories you hear from from um, Holland about the tulips. That's right. Tulips. I have tulips in the front yard that come up in the spring. Uh, yes, I remember seeing them. I remember you uh, making sure that I didn't go through your tulip bed when I was a kid. Uh, when you were younger. Oh, you were oh, a child. You didn't, you didn't realize. Uh, I saw you more than you know uh, from my <laughs> upstairs window picking fruit from my trees and he was always a bit of a scallywag but he's such a fine grown man now uh, thank you i just try to do what it needs to be done mainly well i'm i'm happy to share it i i grow far too much food for one person um, oh yeah so and beautiful thank yes, you yes they are I have a little uh, trick uh, to keep the insect population down. Oh, um, do tell. Well, if you notice, uh, uh, around my garden, I put rocks, um, fairly large ones. And uh, over the years, I have broken many, too many coffee cups. Um, and if you, uh, if you bury your coffee cup next to your garden, um, sideways like this, with just a little bit sticking out, um, toads will move in 
to them. They're cool and they're just about the right size. And the toads all come out at night and spread out through my garden and eat all the bugs they find. So my cabbages don't have worms on them. My broccoli doesn't have uh, caterpillars. Um, it seems to work quite well. I don't like using organ uh, um, chemicals on my... And you get a nightly serenoid. Yeah, it's uh, quite quite pleasant. Of course, with the, the forest around here, we have plenty of crickets and uh, fireflies, and it's quite magical ah, at night. The chorus um, of the evening. But I don't use, I tried my best to not use any kind of chemical fertilizer. I've been trying in some cases, I've done a lot of little experiments with various uh, organic compounds in order to... Uh, well, produce these lovely vegetables, uh, but everything's organic. Well, you're quite good at it. I, I can barely keep a houseplant alive. Well, it's, it's, it's just a hobby. It's something that if you throw enough time and effort into, you, you succeed. The plants do most of the work. Hmm. Goodness knows I rely on Andy's scouts to keep my garden looking halfway decent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I see them out uh, mowing your lawn. Uh, uh, Clark, how is things doing down at the um, rug? Well, we just got in some new uh, Harris. Uh, they're four feet by eight feet. So I've got them out already, already in the showroom. So I'm hoping they're going to attract some business. They sure look really nice next to our Tarbras. They're really nice. I will most certainly have to sneak a peek at them during one of my lunch breaks. <laughs> Oh yeah, come on over. It's so nice having having you right next door. I enjoy our chats and smokes ever so often on oh, break. Yes, it is quite nice. Uh, Bethany's not able to come to the morgue, you know. She's a bit too squeamish for the for the whole business, but it is nice to have a bit of company during lunch hour. Yeah. Mr. Anderson, this is quite good. Oh, yes. What um, kind of apples did you, or, or you didn't make this yourself? You, uh, you know, the stuff. old um, uh, McGurney Orchard. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, the, um, it seems that um, his son had, um, had decided to put a still out on the side and was turning a lot of the apple wine and into um, brandy. Hmm. Was he selling it? Yes, he was. Unfortunately, oh. he was, instead of selling it locally, he was shipping it to Boston and New York. And so we had a, you know, the feds had clued us in. And so we had to deal with it. He wouldn't have gotten into so much trouble if he had kept it local. Well, I don't like to talk politics, especially at a, at a party, but I'm, I'm not a fan of prohibition. I think that it's silly. Uh, and how, Mr. Corbett? Mm, agreed. An attempt yeah. to impose religious laws on or other people's religious laws on uh, everyone. Well, I have to admit, as an officer of the law, it has brought out some of the worst of people. And um, unfortunately, the worst elements are profiteering from it. Um, one legitimate, hardworking people could be making good, honest dollars um, selling this. 
Um, I have noticed that when it's been when they make it against the law, people overdo it. They drink too much and um, cause all types of crime. Speaking of crime, Andy, anything exciting happened this week at work? Well, I did have to deal with a dead uh, uh, Pinkerton um, that's at um, the Gloucester Goat. Seems some of the frat boys decide to um, steal the animal um, and try to hold it for ransom or something like that. Unfortunately, um, the goat was a little bit old and couldn't handle the strain and died on him. Yes, I read about that in the paper. That's quite absurd. Quite yeah, yeah, I had to deal with the dead coat, and they're now dealing with the dean. Mm. Imagine. I hope he goes soft on them. It's boys will be boys. Oh, I had to agree with you, Mister Corbett. Well, I hope what? they don't go soft on on that jackal. I was reading in the morning news as well. Yes, Lord. Oh, I saw that. Terrifying. What now, do you do, does anyone here actually believe that it's some kind of satanic thing? I surely not. Not in Arkham. Not in Arkham. Oh, I, um, Mr. Corbett, um, that would be about um, someone has been killing off animals in horrible ways, particularly pets. You don't say. Yes. Yes. Um, Quite a whole morbid mess. Bethany, make sure that our dear pug remains indoors. Frank, it is just pets, right? You haven't gotten anybody in the morgue from that, have you? Oh, luckily no. Luckily nobody in the morgue suspected of being subject to murder as of late. But uh, we're still keeping an eye out, hoping that... Whoever is doing this does not escalate to more human targets. Yeah. All I know is the chief has his, you know, ever since the last couple, the phone has been ringing off the hook um, at the chiefs from um, various um, um, ladies in the community that are concerned about their animals. And I can't blame them, but um, uh, hopefully we will catch this person that is, um, seems to be, um, in for various people's pets. Has this been happening in our neighborhood or? As far as I know, no, but um, um, it's been in other areas. The article re- was, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, the article mentioned something that it was at least this time centering around the hospital area. I was wondering if there was any connection to that to the flood in the sanitarium where there's all of the moving of patients around in the hospital area. And sure enough, right about the same time this started happening, I wonder if they're related at all. You don't think one of them could have escaped? Oh, no, this has been going up. The jackal killings have been occurring for almost two years now. The sanitarium mm-hmm. thing has just been recent. That's a good point. Thank it's good that we have, have you here, Andy. Take running around. Mm-hmm. I think that. Go ahead. go ahead, Andy. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that. Yeah, you know, I suspect it is some someone that um, has you know either gone off the deep end or maybe some kids that have um, you know gone the wrong way. You say um, that I saw 
I went to an art exhibit in Boston to just speaking with people that are just like, what's, what's going on in their heads. I was at like an art exhibit. Elizabeth and I went um, last weekend and this artwork, this man, his name, what was it? Lizzie, what was it? Richard Upton Pickman. Ghoulish. That's the only way I can describe it. Ghoulish. They're talking about revoking his membership. It's just, it was bizarre. And mm, I did, it was fascinating going on in the man's head. Is it still showing? Yes. Yes. But get in quick. Cause I, I hear they're taking it down. Oh. You're going to sneak off to there, aren't you? I am. I, I think I might just go this next weekend. It's, you know, we're not far from the city. I would say it would be good inspiration for something in your novels, Janet, because it's, I've never seen anything like strange, very strange. Use a little inspiration right about now. I'm pretty sure, Janet, that you and the two Beths will go. Bethany's been going on about Pickman's work ever since Elizabeth told her. I would love to take her. She can come with me. I'll drive. Uh, may I ask, Miss Ward, uh, what your novel is about? What type of novel is it? Mr. Anderson, uh, could I have some more of that? That's delicious. Oh, of course. Here, let me pull up the jug. Ah, yes, well, it's Thank just you. kind of about the things that happen in a small town. Uh, you know, the little stories of everybody's lives and, and interesting things that happen. Um, kind of a commentary, if you would. It sounds interesting. I hope you do you have any uh, do you have any uh, um, publishers in mind, or how oh, far along is the book? Uh, I'm a uh, oh, at least a few chapters in at this point, and a little bit of it needs uh, rewriting, but uh, you know it's coming along. Have you tried the Jello? Uh, I haven't yet. Um, um, to be perfectly honest with you, at the moment, I think this has gone a bit to my head. Um, perhaps if I eat a little bit of food, or uh, um, I, I don't want to in any way break up your barbecue, but um, I'm, I'm feeling a little odd. Um, would you mind? terribly if I excuse myself. Oh, oh no. No, we're it's just so glad nice to, to have you here. Mr. Corbett, yeah. Yes, it's been it was extremely nice of you to invite me. Thank you, Grant. Thank you, everybody. Uh, please enjoy what I what I've brought and uh, I'll see you uh, in the days to come. Feel free to take whatever you like. <laughs> I, have, I have a great deal. Thank you very much. Uh, That's a delight. Good afternoon. And uh, he leaves. Janet, I can't believe Mr. Corbett was here. I'm so shocked. It's just, I wonder what could have changed his outlook on things. Well, I know you, you're the eyes of the neighborhood. Have you seen anything going on over his house? Nothing he, particular comes to mind. Um, any, any female guests? Maybe he's finally turned his eye. I would have told you about that. Right oh, girl, I know you would. <laughs> uh, Something I'll, I'll tell you is this. Mr. Corbett is 
Mr. Corbett is absolutely regular in his routine. He gets up at the same time. He has the same breakfast. He leaves the house precisely 8.15. He drives to work, comes home at precisely 5.15. And on Sundays, he goes for a drive sometimes. And uh, Saturdays, he spends all day gardening. Um, if, if something happened, it would stand out like a sore thumb. You know, if there was a weird car parked in his uh, parkway, it, you'd, you'd all notice it immediately. Nothing. If he left five minutes late, I would be writing it down and calling you. You'd be concerned, yeah. <laughs> his, his business, his imports business, isn't that far from my, uh, my Persian rug imports? No, nothing's really far from anything. Yeah. Clark, and you I do just business got- with him sometimes, don't you? Business is, I'm hoping it's his business is doing all right. Uh, from what I last heard, yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't mm. regularly update one another, mm. but I, uh, I carry a couple of his flyers for advertising his business at my place, and I, I believe he still has mine up at his. He often gets people coming in asking about Asian or, or, or Persian rugs, and he immediately sends them to you. Yeah, that's good. He's not I going just, to import those because they're big and bulky and they're, yeah. he doesn't have those supply lines. Oh, oh, Andy, Andy, do you have, do you have the tongs? I think the, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. I think the chicken's ready to flip. Yeah. Just let me get to, we'll get down here. Here, here you go. Oh, oh, thank you. We'll admit him showing up was quite a delight. It is nice to see that hopefully the darkness that was once behind his eyes is finally being uplifted. Just to see him out is a good thing. You know. Yes, it really is. Very much. Ever since his poor wife and child died those many years ago, God rest their souls, mm. just hasn't been quite right. Oh, such a tragedy. Such mm-hmm. a tragedy. Well, I know that Aunt Beatrice, when she was around, really enjoyed um, talking to his wife and getting those gift baskets of vegetables. Always very much appreciated. Yeah. His wife, by the way, was named Olivia. Olivia, yeah. Yeah, he's got such... Mr. Corbett definitely has a green thumb. Everything seems to just be so big and tasty. Oh, yeah, I remember his apples. Crispest. um, Might not have been the biggest, but they were always sweet and crisp. Yeah. It's probably why I climbed his trees all the time. <laughs> I remember. Mm-hmm. Ah, but we all have to grow up sometime now, don't we? That is true. That is true. Uh, more brandy. Oh, of course. <laughs> yes. Well, I just remember the day that, unfortunately, when his wife and child died, it just seemed like all the light went out of his life. Mm. He was the most cordial, jovial man I knew. And then, well, unfortunately, he seemed to shut himself off. Well, I can't blame him, you know. That can t- cause a lot of issues. I know when my Francis died, if it weren't for Clark and Michelle, I wouldn't have come at my house for years. I just didn't feel like doing anything. 
Well, perhaps Mr. Corbett just needs somebody there, and perhaps this is a chance for us to lighten his load a little. Oh, you know, he's a proud one. Maybe. I can always check in on him ever so often, kind of like we have been doing. I just never push it too much. I don't want to make him feel like we're we're uh, being invasive, but just to let him know that we care. Mm. Which reminds me, should we check on him in a little bit? He said he wasn't feeling well. I'm a little bit concerned. Well, that might be a good idea. That's Maybe, true. Uh, Maybe take him a little plate. A... Yes, yes, good idea. That would be the neighborly thing to do. All right, so you spend another hour or so chit-chatting and drinking and enjoying yourself and laughing and carrying on. And then um, how did you want to handle that? Did you want to wait until the party's sort of breaking up and everybody's ready to go and make up a plate for him and drop it off? Oh, no, because if we wait to the end, we'd probably have a, a lot of the good stuff gone. We want to make sure he gets some of the good stuff. So we probably do it right after some of the stuff comes off the grill. So he has some of the choice pieces. Okay. All right. So we'll say we'll say 20 minutes go by. And uh, you put together a plate for him. What would you like to do? Ooh. I, I'll volunteer to go over. Yeah, that's a good idea. We shouldn't all go over. That would be like a crowd. But yeah, Janet. Make us look like busybodies. Yes, Janet, yeah. you go. <laughs> Not to look like busybodies, but we're going to be a busybody and send the busybody. <laughs> Who? Well, he, yeah, well, he would expect um, Janet to go over there. So it's all no right. trouble at all. No trouble at all. I'll take that plate. Thanks. All right. And I put the little wax paper cloth over it. All right. So as you. You're walking around the side of Grant's house, and um, it's it's a little dusky at this point. Uh, the sun's going down, but the the sky is kind of filled with orange in in one direction, slowly turning pink, and uh, the flowers are blooming, and you can already start to hear the crickets um, begin to chirp. Uh, and you walk across the street, uh, which is a paved street because this is a nice neighborhood. Uh, towards Mr. Uh, Mr. Corbett's house. Uh, now his house is not not unsimilar to the rest of yours. It's a two-story house. Um, it's much larger than one person needs, but uh, he was probably well. He obviously was trying to start a family when his wife died, um, and you can see around the sides towards the back his yard there's fruit trees um you can sort of half see where his garden is and the house kind of blocks his greenhouse which is a little bit farther on in the back um tool shed and other things that are out there same same as what you might have um there's some hydrangeas growing on either side of the porch and there's like three steps up onto the porch um and you can hear what sounds like uh, a record player uh, playing music um, and knock on the door. Um, 
there's a few moments uh, you hear footsteps approaching the door from the inside and the door opens up. Ah, Miss uh, Ward. Uh, hello. Hi. Uh, I hope I'm not imposing on you. We just thought we'd put together a plate of some of the uh, the food from the, the barbecue that you missed. Well, thank you very much. Um, I'm sure this will last me a couple of meals. And you're feeling all right? Yes, I'm feeling a little better. I think the alcohol just got to me a bit. Okay. We just wanted to check on you since you were, you know, make sure you were all right. Um, Janet, do you want to do a spot hidden? Because you can see into his house. He's not like doing this. And I'm, he's, I'm he's probably like, because it's not like, you know, we're oh, you're invited more, you're over way, there. You're way more subtle. <laughs> that's a 37 that's a regular okay so what you can see is you can sort of see the entrance hall uh there's a little table there uh towards the side with a mirror um and you can see a bit into his i guess living room um everything is very neat and orderly uh, you, you've heard this about him. You've never been in his house, but you've heard from uh, Grant that he's as meticulous on the inside of his house as he is on the outside of his house, which probably made his wife extremely happy uh, that he cleans. <laughs> uh, but other than that, everything seems fine. It seems like he's probably got a, um, a record player going somewhere in the house. Uh, now that you hear it too, it's kind of an unusual. It's it's not a tune you recognize, and it's not in English. Um, it's kind of whiny sounding, uh, and sounds kind of exotic, like from some other country, maybe. Oh, is that Chopin I hear? Oh no, that's uh, that's a little record that I picked up when I was last in India. Um, oh, it's, uh, how exotic. It's, it's very exotic. I kind of like to listen to it occasionally when I, I relax because I, I enjoy India very much. It's a beautiful country. That's fascinating. Have you traveled much? Well, on business quite a bit, but mostly to Asia. Uh, in India, Asia, um, a little bit in China. Um, fascinating. That would make a good story. You'll have to tell me more about it sometime. You can well, regale me. We'll have to talk sometime. Yes, I'll, uh, I'll tell you some of the interesting stories of the Him Himalayas. Oh, um, that would be the wonderful. Highest, the highest mountains in the world. Oh, my. What an adventure. Indeed. I didn't climb them. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> I've seen them. Ah, still, that must be a sight. It's quite a sight. Well, thank you very much. And thank you for thinking of me. Uh, thank, uh, thank Grant once again for having me over. And I'll, uh, I'll try and uh, join you more often. Oh, we would all love that so much. Thank you. Good night. Good night. He closes the door and you hear him walk away. And you, what do you do? I'll say what do you do because you don't have to go back. <laughs> I, I listen for, I listen for just a moment because I'm nosy. Uh, so I listen for just a moment, um, you know, to see if you, he's 
you can, you can determine that he's moved probably into another room, probably the kitchen. Um, but now it's getting kind of long, you standing there. And you don't, don't actually know if they're watching from across the street. <laughs> but maybe you guys can all do spot hiddens if you are. Let's see. Perhaps you've all, you've all moved into the living room of Grant's house where his big front window looks right at Mr. Corbett's across the street. How convenient. How convenient. <laughs> well, it's getting dark outside. So if you, go, if you go on with the party any longer, you probably play some cards or something like that from the living room. Some bridge? Oh, one yeah, just, just one game. Go on, then. All right. I'll join in. Got five people. Five-way bridge. That's a bit off, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm stepping out. I'm, I've got plenty to do out here with the barbecue. All right. All right, and so the evening goes on. A very pleasant evening. Most of you, I mean, you all just walk home. You're literally just down the street. Hmm. Um, the evening, um, the late evening comes, you probably all go to bed. Is there anything you want to do before we jump to the next day? Just make sure everyone has plenty of, uh, (laughs) to-go food. Everyone's loaded up. I'm assuming Janet told us everything. (laughs) Yes, I would have come back and, and, you know, oh, he has the most exotic music playing in his house. Uh, something from the high Himalayan mountains of India. And it was just so spiritual. What a spiritual man. And I'll take like a giant plate of leftovers back to my house for the, the student lodgers that are staying there. Oh, you do take such good care of them, Janet. Should take extra. Take extra for them, Janet. Oh, I will. I will. Thank you, Clark. All right. Something something I'll I'll remind you of before you leave for the evening of the party is in about a week and a half, you've got fourth of July. We have to plan. Oh yeah. Like a nice big, uh, big barbecue. Someone mm-hmm. else would like to host, yeah. or whoever, and make yeah. sure Mr. Corbett's invited. We we could just we could close down the street and have it all in the front yards with everybody. Like a block party, Janet. Oh, I love oh it. what if? Yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking. And we have to Novel invite idea. Mr. Corbett. <laughs> I, I think he Novel. he wants to be included. I feel this from him. Yeah, and I'll see if there's um, any confiscated uh, paraphernalia from the fire department. Oh, that would be great. Brilliant idea, brilliant idea. I must say, Janet, a novel idea. Oh, yes. A novel idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, so uh, it's now June 24th, which is Sunday. Uh, what would y'all like to do? 
having my coffee, sitting at my typewriter in front of my big bay window that overlooks the neighborhood. Sitting on my front porch, doing much the same, having some coffee. I'm probably mowing the front yard with the push mower. Okay. <laughs> what, what are you doing, Frank? Frank's probably sitting on his front porch, however, with a glass of brandy in one hand rather than a cup of coffee. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's a Sunday. It's a lazy Sunday. You probably see each other at points and chit-chat. Sometime around 11 a.m., uh, you all do notice Mr. Corbett come out. Uh, he gets in his car and he goes for a drive. He often does this on Sundays. Um, the surrounding area um, is lovely. There's trees, there's parks, there's uh, lots of places. Um, and off he goes. And he's usually gone for two to three hours and he comes back, and goes back inside or goes out into his garden and gardens. Um, but if there's nothing in particular you want to do, um, you could just move on. Um, that was Sunday. Let's say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Do, do, do we notice, does he come back uh, like oh, two yes. three hours later? Yeah. So like by no later than 2 p.m. Whatever. Correct. And then when you get to Monday, it's his usual routine into the town, uh, at, uh, leaving at 8.15 and returning at 5.15 precisely. Um, it may be Clark or, uh, or anybody who might be in town at the time. Uh, you may have caught that he usually walks to a particular place for lunch um, spends a half an hour eating lunch and then goes back. Um, and you, you don't know this for sure, but you guess that he probably orders exactly the same thing every day. Um, that's just the kind of person that he seems to be. Um, so through this week, is there anything that you would like to do? Uh, well, we've just got in our new uh, rugs. I'm making sure everything's nice and fine out in the front. And uh, and I check in on the second warehouse. We're opening up to put the overflow inventory. So I'm working a little late. I'm maybe coming back like an hour, hour and a half later each night. But still, oh, no later than 6.30. Okay. I'm probably taking a look at... Um because I know the chief is has people crawling up all over him, probably learning a little bit more about the jackal case. Ah, okay. Um, it's been going on. Like, you know, this is like a low-grade police thing. For one thing, people are always losing pets. Um, but there's definitely a sort of a weird pattern here that pets will disappear and then they will show up again a few days later. Um, 
but missing limbs. Hmm. Uh, their arms or legs will have been removed um, or uh, their internal organs will sometimes be removed. And it doesn't look like it's been caused by an animal, which is why the police think that it's something going on. And of course, in the beginning, the idea of pranks or something like that going on was possible. But it's been going on, it, it's gone on for so long now, and it seems so strange. And there are some weird people in Arkham. Oh, you can't, you tell me. Um, I mean, you're fortunate that your particular beat is in a fairly decent neighborhood, but there are some much worse neighborhoods. Um, a lot of this does take place around the hospital. And you're, you're pretty sure that there have been, this has been in the newspaper before, um, probably going back a ways. Um, you also seem to recall that there may have been people questioned Though so you're not working on this, it's like I say, it's really a low grade uh, priority. <laughs> oh, but it, it piqued my interest during the um, barbecue. So I'm going to at least look at the old articles, maybe see what it was put in the old police blotter, maybe even at home, maybe even have a little map of Arkham and see if, you know, you know, put a little you know, pins in the, in the map, kind of see if there's, you know, some type of like, you know, thinking maybe I will see some type of pattern. All right. Um, so uh, you, you, you try to look through police records. Police records don't really have any information, um, but you're pretty sure there were some newspaper articles. So do you go to the library? Yeah, I'll go to the library. See what you can find. All right. Why don't you do a library role for me? All right. Not a very good librarian, but you know, I'll try. I will spend one point of luck to get a 20, which is exactly what I needed. I got right. 21. I need one point of luck. Um the only one that seems to be have any modicum of information uh, took place on March 16th of this year. Local man questioned on animal slaying. Police today announced that a suspect had been brought in and questioned in connection with the recent rash of pet kidnapping in the southwest part of the town. Although released later for lack of evidence, Randolph Tomaszewski is considered the prime suspect in the recent disappearances of nearly a dozen dogs and cats from homes and yards of the neighborhood surrounding Central Hospital. Tomaszewski is employed at the hospital as an orderly. It will be remembered that many of the missing pets have been discovered later in parks, usually mutilated or partially eaten. Ew. Public outcry over the atrocities had been strong, and the police hope they have uncovered a lead that will eventually allow them to close the case. March 16th, 1923. That's what you find. 
I will put that down in my notebook at least. Hmm. That'll definitely give you something to chat about at the next uh, barbecue, which although you're going to have a barbecue on uh, the 4th of July, obviously, you're probably all still going to get together on uh, maybe this coming Sunday or Saturday, whatever. Um, Does anybody else want to do anything? Actually, I I had a question. Oh, Mm -hmm. go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Okay. Um, I know that Mr. Corbett, um, it's not uncommon for him to bring us uh, orchids. From the one from the party, was it um, like similar to the ones we've seen him bring before or was it like kind of stand out? I thought it was really yeah. beautiful. So I wanted, so I kind of got a better look at it. And- yeah. All, all orchids look weird and exotic. Um, <laughs> uh, this one's, a, uh, he called it Phalaenopsis lindinii. It would be like the ones you see in the supermarkets nowadays that have the big round okay. orchid flowers, mm. probably like a spear with multiple flowers, probably in pink okay. or something like that. Yeah, I, I, just, I didn't know if it stood out a little bit different. So, that, that Well, it's really definitely cool. different than, than what you would normally see. Uh, mm-hmm. Orchids, as far as most people are concerned, orchids are grown by rich people, you know, because you have to have a greenhouse and you have to mm-hmm. have a controlled environment. And you know he's got one. You know he's got a greenhouse mm-hmm, in the back, mm-hmm. a fairly large one. Um, some of you might have little greenhouses to get the vegetables started. Well, maybe not because you guys don't need to grow vegetables. You've got Mr. Corbett <laughs> supplying you. More, more, than, more than easily supplying you with groceries. Yeah, no, everything I try to grow dies. Flowers. You probably want to spray get the flowers started early. So you have cold frames or something like that. Not unusual at all. Well, before I head home a little bit later, it's around 6.30 p.m. at night, somewhere around there, I'll swing by the morgue, see if, uh, is, if Frank's getting off anytime soon. Or... What? Are you? You're working into the evening tonight, Frank? Oh, no. We haven't had any uh, recent, shall we say, customers lately. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking of walking by uh, uh, Mr. Corbett's uh, business to see if he has any new new uh, items in he's got in. And just wanted to thank him for, for showing up uh, a few days ago. Just really wanted to let him know how much it meant to us. Oh, certainly, certainly. And I, it would behoove me not to look upon his uh, selections, shall we say. I've, I've been looking to replace one particular dinette set. Oh, really? Well, he just might have something you're looking for, though. Brilliant, brilliant. Let's take a look. What time did you say it was? Uh, it was about 6.30, maybe going on 7. Not sure if he's there late tonight. In the evening, he's he's home at 5.15. So oh, consistently? Oh, okay. Cons- right. Consistently. Oh, You've never yeah. seen him. Well, bugger. It was a good idea at the time. Alrighty. Home we go. Or I go, at least. He has a couple of employees, but he's also the kind of man that opens the door in the morning and closes it at night, so... Got it, got it. I'd, well, I'd only want to go there if he was going to be there. 
but any time during the day, I mean, you could any any day of the week. Uh, and since let's say it's only Wednesday, yeah. uh, if you wanted to go tomorrow, yeah, that's tomorrow. Maybe for lunch might be a good time. Maybe uh, Friday. I can certainly see if I can have that off. Hopefully, nobody kicks the bucket before then. Well, they certainly wouldn't be going anywhere <laughs> for an hour. Oh, not really. And I mean, once they're here, they tend to stay for about a week. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to that. It's the next day. Um, your lunchtime arrives, and uh, you're going to, you're right next to each other, you said. Uh, you're yeah. going to walk over to uh, uh, Corbett. Uh, Corbett, what was it? Corbett International Imports. Yeah. Imports. Imports. Um, all right, you walk there, and it's got uh, a little uh, storefront uh, with a rather uh, ornate, you know, sign saying that above it, with kind of an Asian flair to it. Uh, there's a there's a picture window with some very unusual statues. And they're gilded gold. They're probably wood, but they're gilded gold. Um, ones, you know, the dancing woman with her doing this with long fingernails. And um, there's some uh, odd Hindu deity statues and um, things like that. Elephants, little elephants, and stuff like that. Um, you step inside. And there is an employee helping a customer. Uh, 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 and other than him, you don't see anybody. He's, uh, uh, he's, he looks over at you and says, I'll, I'll be with you in just a moment. Well, thank you. Cool. Um, All right. And he finishes, he's writing up an order for this woman. And um, after a few moments, she walks out. And he comes up and he says, hi, can I help you? Oh, just oh, we were just looking. Uh, I just wanted to see what uh, Mr. Corbett had in new here. I understand oh. uh, there might be some. You you remember me? You, you look familiar. Yeah, you look really familiar. Yeah. I oh, just started course. working here last month. Yeah, I'm, I'm Mr. Grant from Grant's Persian Rug Imports. Well, uh, let me see, Mr. Mr. Corbett will be here in precisely seven minutes, Mark. Oh, wow. he, he's like, he's, he's, you can set your clock by him. Yeah, he, he is a punctual he, man. He, he went to get some lunch. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Um, okay, well, what sort of, what sort of decor were you looking for? What sort of style? Uh, nothing in particular. I just wanted to see what was new in the store because I'm fascinated by all of the, uh, the imports he has in here. Well, we just got two. Uh, elephant tusks. They're they're uh, uh, elephant ivory, and they're huge. Um, probably one of the most expensive things in the store right now. Um, but imagine the animal that that those came off of. I, from what I understand, their teeth. Dear Lord. Um, they measure about nine God. nine foot seven inches high. My God. And the uh, the tips on them have gold. Uh, inlay. Um, people like to put them on either side of their door. It's very unusual. 
I imagine that's not exactly the kind of decor that you would have. In your, you have to build a whole whole room around <laughs> something like that. Oh, here he comes. He's across the street, crossing the street right now. Um, and he just he sort of waits for a moment, and Mr. Corbett comes walking in the door. He's like, "Oh, Clark, uh, Frank, uh, it's very nice to see you. What can I do for you?" Thank you. Hey, Mr. Corbett. Oh. I just wanted to come by and see what new Bernard, things. Bernard, you, you can call me Bernard, please. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Bernard. I'm sorry. I get caught up in my business frame of mind. But, uh, yeah, Bernard, I, I was just curious to see what you got in. I know you ever so often get new shipments, uh, new items. Just uh, wanted to, to check that out to see what you have. Well, we did just get a pair of ivory uh, elephant tusks, uh, as you can see over here. And he, once again, goes through the spiel of, of them. But, Absolutely fascinating. Um, is there anything that you want to get to ask him? Or are you, otherwise he is just going to show you his furniture? Or... Um, well, uh, I just wanted to, to thank you again for coming over the other night. Oh, it's my pleasure. I, uh, uh, Miss Ward brought over, um, she's your sister, isn't she? Um, right. She yes. brought over a plate for me uh, that evening. Yeah, it's quite delicious. Oh, yeah, she's very thoughtful. She's, she's a good sister, good person. You must uh, give me the recipe for that barbecue sauce. It was delicious. Oh, yes, will do. I, it's, I think the mine isn't anywhere as good as, uh, as uh, Andy's. His is really good. I don't know what he puts in. I'm wondering if he puts in some of that cider that he got there i'm not sure perhaps um whatever his secret ingredient is it's, it's quite delicious but i was wondering um oh, would you in the next uh couple of nights would you mind i i, I don't want to impose but um if you have a little time could I take a look at your garden? You've got such a green thumb and it's just, it's such a delight, but I certainly don't want to impose, but if you have a little time to show it off, I, I would love to, and I'm pretty sure my sister would too. Well, certainly. Uh, uh, perhaps this Saturday, are you planning any uh, barbecues or parties in or? Um, well, I, I wasn't directly, but uh, this does that does sound splendid. Saturday sounds like it would definitely work for me. I, I, I believe that we're closed on the 4th of July. They're having a parade or something. There's a oh. big thing going on at the, uh, the town square. Wonderful. Do you, would you be around for any sort of a small, perhaps, a festivity? Perhaps I, I don't know. It depends on how I feel that day. It's uh, it's it's a lot to process. That's a lot of noise, a lot of music, and um, we'll see. Maybe, maybe. Um, but Saturday, please come over, and uh, yes, I'll I'll give you a little tour. I'm surprised I haven't given you a tour in the past. I mean, it's just a vegetable garden. You probably want to see the greenhouse. Oh yeah, that's just I'm I marvel at your your ability. Well, I'll uh, yes, let's say um, let's say before lunch, uh, eleven o'clock. Oh, that sounds splendid, and and it would be okay if my sister came and of course, maybe of course. maybe one or 
the other neighbors we'll, too? We'll have to. Um, uh, yes, not a problem. Uh, I have to. My my greenhouse is very delicate, you see, because there's tropical plants and so forth. Uh, so we'll have to. Uh, We'll have to be careful about how long we leave the door open. We don't oh, want sir. to uh, change the atmosphere. It's uh, humidity and uh, and temperature controlled. Um, but I have a lot of very interesting exotic plants growing in there. It's... Oh, fantastic. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Bernard. Of course, of course. Well, um, if, that, if that's all, uh, have a very pleasant afternoon. Hey, you too. You as well. Oh, I might want to purchase one of these elephants here. Oh, of ben course. Would absolutely love. Wait a minute. Uh, no, Beth took my checkbook away. Oh, well. Well, never mind. Um, oh, just a moment. So which one do you fancy? Oh, this one with the trunk that's up. Beth said something about if you ever buy an elephant statue, it must have the trunk pointing up. Well, consider it a gift then. Um, and he hands it to you. And well, if there's anything else that I can do for you, please, you know, enjoy. Goodness, thank you. Of course, of course. Well, do take care of yourself. Say hello to your wife for me. I certainly will. Thank you very much. And uh, that should be, and you see him go back and talk to Bob, and Bob starts telling him about. Bob looks like a very happy employee. Wonderful. As we as we step out, uh, my goodness, Frank. I mean, Bernard's he's such a thoughtful man. It's a little heavy. It seems to be made out of wood, and it has a very lovely smell um it's it's probably made out of teak and uh, if you've ever had a piece of teak it smells really good this is indeed a prime piece and the fact that i got for free will get beth off my back <laughs> mr corbett's very generous good guy indeed and he all right is seeming to open up a little bit more isn't he yeah, little by little. Maybe he's slowly coming out of his shell. I don't want to push him, but uh, making sure that he knows that we're there for him. All right. Um, Chad and Clara, do you have anything that you want to do before? Um, I'm sure that Grant tells you about the little garden excursion. Um <laughs> Fantastic, Grant. Uh, I am. I'm so thrilled that he's going to show us his exotic orchids. I can't wait to call Clara and let her know. Oh yeah, yeah. We should yeah reach out to the neighbors. You know, whoever would come. He he seemed to to be fine with us coming. Uh, just we need to be careful around his, especially around his temperature controlled greenhouse. I make the rounds and like invite all the neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear? We're invited to Mr. Corbett's greenhouse for a tour, a garden tour, a proper tour, just like the British give on the weekends. It's fantastic. Very exciting. I was going to go see Lon Chaney's new film, but. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, Let's plan to meet for tea afterward and talk about everything we've seen. Oh, and been. bring that Time magazine. Yes. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I haven't been in this greenhouse since he caught me in there when I was a kid. <laughs> oh, Dr. Mm. Dr. Clara. Let me re- redact that. You've never been in this greenhouse. It's oh, a greenhouse. I thought, okay. It's, it's got a big lock on it. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was always trying to get into it, but... Dang it, he had a good lock on it. <laughs> Doc, Dr. Shaw or, or Clara. Uh, um, Clara, of course. Yeah. Um, um, do, you, do you have one of those new uh, uh, cameras? I wonder, maybe taking, because he has some exotic flowers. I wonder if you could take a picture or two. Yes, you know, I've, I've actually, I've been writing a grant with Miskatonic. I'm trying to get, organize a student trip to, um, Italy in the in the winter and so I recently purchased this camera kind of in anticipation of all that because I really think we're going to be able to pull it off oh um, I thought you'd be interested I did a little research on that jackal case a little bit on my own do tell Andy well I checked you know I went to the library I know me going to the library kind of a joke but I actually found that they had had one um, suspect, a Tomaszewski. Really? Um, yes. Um, he had worked near the hospital um, or with the central hospital. Um, but for some reason, um, um, I mean, the police later on walked away from him. I guess there wasn't enough evidence or maybe what seemed to be promising wasn't so promising. But um, Is this... Tomowelski. Tomazuski. Tomazuski. Is he some kind of ne'er do well? Um, I'm not real sure. Um, I was going to take a look into it a little bit later on, see if he still worked at the hospital. <gasps> I would love to sleuth with you, Andy. Well, you know, it's really not my case, so I have to be careful so I don't step on um, the detective's toes. We so could I have to be just like Agatha Christie. Well, you know, I could ask Frank. I mean, Frank has some connections to the hospital. He might know through um, his connection to the hospital whether this man, Tomaszewski, is still working there. Oh, this would be a grand adventure. I do know a few physicians, but uh, whether they know absolutely every orderly that walks through the walls, I don't know. Well, you know. I just have to be careful that I don't directly ask because it might get back to the detective and you know, then I get my hands slapped by the chief. Well, oh, I'm sure we could use hmm. the utmost stealth and cunning. I'll just ask in casual conversation with one of the physicians should they ever arrive in my morgue. Hmm. I'd appreciate that. Just ask if a Tomaszewski works and see if mm-hmm. I get a yay or a nay. That's very yeah. clever, Frank. I know I've been real busy at the um, at Miss Tonk University. The it's um, Greek Week, and oh, the oh. fraternities and sororities are just those, horrible. Those young people they're taking over the university. It's a little bit wild right now. Oh, I'm yeah. glad my lodgers are so quiet and studious. I wouldn't send anything less your way, Janet. I know. You're just wonderful, Clara. I have had to put signs up, though, for them not to let the cat out of the house. I'm very concerned with all this goings on. 
Yes, yes. And I'm sure you, Claire, and Elizabeth both are getting ringed to heaven and back with all these sororities and fraternities showing up for Greek Day. Oh, yes. It, it, we, thank goodness, Elizabeth and I, we kind of keep summer hours, so we're not there as often at the university, but it is, it is it's something. I, whew. They're, they're, they, they're wild. They, do you know, they came, one of them, a young man last week, he wanted to know if I had any togas. Cause you know, cause art history and such. Well, of course I directed him to the classics professor. Why would I have togas? It was just ridiculous. Simply ridiculous. To be young and rambunctious again. <laughs> Uh, all right oh, but, oh go ahead i was gonna say oh um that eagle scout that's um um peter is his name he's gonna try to come over in a couple of weeks to take a look at what you want done um janet oh wonderful anytime andy anytime he stops by i'm usually home mm-hmm. you know busy riding and all no problem there's still some wood left over from the deck, too, if any of that can help. I don't know if it's yours, Andy. Whatever projects you're running with, that's all yours. Uh, I should have had some of the boys collect it up and take it back over to uh, my woodshed. Uh, oh. uh, maybe um, you and I can take it over. I don't, you know, the bo- um, right now it's getting close to um, summer vacation for them. And some of them are going to take a quick um, fishing trip with their family. So, uh, you know, maybe we can do that um, on Sunday. Oh, that'd be perfect. Yeah, after we go over to, to Bernard's place and right. check out his garden. You're going to Bernard's on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday after. Right. Yeah, so this would be Sunday. We'll, we'll go the day after. Okay. We'll, we'll move the wood. All right. <clears throat> so... Unless you can think of something else, we'll skip all the way ahead to Saturday. Uh, Saturday, the 30th of June. Um, so, <laughs> how many people are going to show up? Well, <laughs> I would have told everybody. Beth would have begged oh, but would it be rude go, if so we all going. went... I tell you what, why don't you guys go and I'll, I'll you know, I, I can take care of the wood at Clark's while you're looking at the um, the garden uh, uh, and that way he's not overwhelmed. I, I know Lizzie has no interest in gardening or gossip, so she, she'll help with setting up for the block party. <laughs> no interest in gossip. <laughs> Janet, why don't you roll a 10-sided dice? We'll see how many people oh. <laughs> from... <laughs> The neighbors, area. neighbors, the mailman. Six. Six. All right. <laughs> and they're all the the wives or ladies. Yes, Bethany area. would definitely want to go. All right. So Frank's not. <laughs> Beth Beth knew we went. So uh Clark, are you going to go or uh are you gonna be with the boys? Uh I, I was gonna go um as i i asked but um i guess you did ask, yeah yeah um 
all uh well it depends how many are going maybe i'll all uh, you see six women yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually uh, eight women because these two women were there too yeah um so <laughs> and we're all standing on his front lawn already oh yeah. oh my do, do, do i know does does he know them does does mr corbett know this throng of, of he probably knows a couple of them but none of them as well as he knows you people oh um, yeah so janet so if you recall on the na neighborhood it's like a horseshoe he's up on the top so he has very little interaction with people outside the direct neighborhood um in any case okay i'll say I'll, I'll i'll let uh uh Clara and, and Janet go with that group. So it'll be a little smaller and he'll know Clara and Janet really well. Okay. So they're part of the, the entourage. All right. So uh, 11 o'clock, he's going to start at 11 o'clock, the door opens and he comes out with a cane. Does something It's like Willy Wonka. Um, no, I assume at uh, 11 or so, uh, Janet, you probably walk up and knock on his door, and um, he he appears at the the front door. Oh, hello! Uh, he looks out and has a big smile on his face, like, "Oh boy!" <laughs> I hope you don't mind. It's the ladies' gardening league. No, no, of course, of course. Um, well, let's let's begin our tour. And he's dressed as he normally dresses on Saturdays, which is probably got overalls and gardening clothes, little gardening hat. Um, well, let's talk about the front yard first. And he, uh, he shows you the hydrangeas and the various uh, flowers that he has. Nothing is unusual. Uh, his uh, tulips have finished, uh, but the plants are still you know, growing. They're still green. Um, and he says, why don't we walk around the side and out the back? Uh, you walk there and you come to a line of fruit trees and the fruit trees kind of go all the way around. They sort of uh, frame the yard. Uh, he's got peaches, which are, which are coming into fruit. So you guys are, a, I hope that you all know how to make a peach cobbler because we're about to get a bounty of peaches. We got apricots and apples and apples are winter. Um, it goes along the line. And you can see as you as you've gone into the backyard, um, on the right hand side, uh, there is a very large uh, square uh, that has rocks. Most of the rocks are about yay big. Um, they go all the way around it, and he's got vegetables growing. There's you can see that there's onions and there's carrots and there's everything you can think of, including okra and, and stuff like that that's growing. And uh, 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 why don't you, go, th those of you who are there, why don't you do a spot hidden? Ooh, that's a regular success. That's a regular success. Okay. So both of you, as you're walking along, notice the coffee cups that he talked about. Um, a few different styles, um, some of them a little more old-fashioned than others, but they're all buried partly on their side with a little bit of a lip sticking up. 
Um, and if you move the right way, you it's dark in there, but you think you do see that there are toads that have moved in. In a couple of cases, the little toads have their faces poking out, and as soon as you make a movement, they they pull back inside. Oh, oh see, ladies, here, these are the little frog homes that he was telling me about last weekend. This is how you keep your vegetables free of the insects and bugs. Look at how fascinating it is. Oh, Mr. Corbett, tell them about the little frog homes. Well, and, and he explains once again, um, it's just nature's way. Nature does it anyway, so might as well harness, harness it to take care of your gardens. And then after he shows you the perimeters and, and you know, the, the, the vegetables are beautiful. It's got beans and everything you can think of. Then he moves over to the greenhouse. Now the greenhouse, it's about maybe 12 feet wide and maybe about 24 or a little bit longer. Um, peak roof uh, made out of it looks like maybe redwood because it's uh, it's a good thing and it's completely covered in uh, glass panels and the glass panels have been whitewashed um, so you can't really see in uh, although you can see the shapes of plants uh, through the thing now ladies um, I think that I'll take you in, let's see, how many of you are, there's eight of you, take you in four at a time, um, because I don't want to leave the door open for very, very long. And we can't spend too much time in there because of the climate. <clears throat> now, I will warn you this, it's hot in there, and it is very humid. Um, so if you don't want, if, if the fabric of your garment is a little too delicate and you don't want it getting stained with perspiration, you might, uh, might want to just peek in the door for a moment. Just like the tropical climes of India. Exactly. And that's why they all wear linen because it, it doesn't cling uh, in the same manner. Anyways, all right. Um, why don't you and you come and uh, you too and the rest please wait. All right, so he takes you inside, and there's kind of a, a little baffle. So you step through one door and then through another little door. And inside, it's very bright. Um, the, excuse me, the diffused covering makes it all light on the inside. There are benches all the way around um, that are set about three feet off the ground, and they're slatted. And there are pots and pots and pots and pots and pots and pots, and pots of stuff. <coughs> there are um, some very unusual and exotic looking things that he points out to you. Um, he has a number of orchids. He has a number of tropical plants uh, that he points out. This is from Africa. This is from Asia. Uh, this is from South America and so forth. He has a number of plants which he tells you in fascination are uh, insectivorous, that they actually eat insects. Um, uh, they're passive. The insect smells a sweet nectar on the plant and accidentally falls in, and then they can't get out. 
they drown and then the plant absorbs their nutrients. Um, I'll give you a little sort of sampling of the things that he has. Um, they're exquisitely horrifying. They're, they're very unusual. He points out one uh, that the flowers hang straight down. He says it's also an orchid and it has the name uh, Dracula Soliani because it looks like little faces, like little <gasps> monkey faces. Oh, I see it. It sure does. He says it's called that because most orchids are upright, but this one hangs down like a, like a bat in a tree. That's um, just delightful. He points out the, the strange uh, carnivorous plant that has very sharp looking teeth on it to prevent the animal or insect from climbing back out. Uh, and uh, other than that, orchids and uh, a lot of leafy, leafy vegetable looking plants. Um, some of them with uh, very pretty uh, foliage that's purple and orange. And, and then towards the back of uh, the thing, he says, this is probably my my the the rarest thing that I have, and uh, very difficult to grow. Uh, I failed a number of number of times beforehand. And what it is is it's a fairly large. It's a half um, barrel, uh, a half wine barrel. that has been cut a whiskey barrel or something. That's been filled with dirt, and there is a large, um, bushy sort of vine that's come out of it. Uh, it's it's woody. It it comes up. It reaches the top of the greenhouse and it spreads out. And it has these spectacular bluish purple flowers. Um, and he says, uh, most unusual about this flower is that they all point in the same direction. Nobody quite knows why yet. I thought for a while, like sunflowers, that it might be the sun that causes them to point in a direction. But in this case, um, there seems to be no rhyme nor reason to it, but they always point in the same direction. Fascinating. You, and, also, you, all, you also notice, I'm sorry, you also notice directly underneath it, uh, right in front of the, the pot, there is a golden statue. And it's, very, very strange. Um, it looks like this. Oh, Mr. Corbett, this is such a, an interesting, beautiful statue. Oh, this, Could you tell yes. me more about it? Well, this is, uh, this is something that comes from India and it represents uh, one of their deities. Um, I just thought that it was incredibly beautiful, a little... Um, a little, um, how shall I say, a bit risque, but uh, well, we've seen nudity in statuary before. Oh, of course, <laughs> I'm I'm no stranger to nudity in art, Mister Corbett. Believe me. But uh, one of my favorite pieces, and the gold looks so beautiful with these blue flowers all behind it. Does this does this um, deity have a name? The the Hindus have millions mm. of deities 
and it does have a name, and I can't think of it at the moment. Oh, okay. I well, should be curious lovely. if you uh, do recall the name of it. I, I can do some research and see if I can find to figure out what it is. In any case, ladies, I think that we need to uh, to go out and let the other ladies in. Yes, of course. Now, are the vines themselves some, from some far-flung place like India as well? These come from a very exotic region. Um, I'm not even sure if the place itself has a name, <coughs> but um, uh, it's a very difficult to reach place. Uh, somewhere near uh, Kathmandu in uh, India, in Nepal, actually. And you came across them in your travels? Um, yes, the locals grow them uh, as a, uh, just a, a sort of a beauty thing. They'll grow all the way up a, a house or into a tree. They are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, let's, uh, let's move outside. Would you um, mind terribly if I took a picture of this little statue? I'd love to show it to my colleagues. It's um, uh, Sure, if, if, uh, quickly, please. Yeah, yes, of course, and I'll, I'll be very quick about it. And then most of she can't be with photography at the time. All right, so you probably have a brownie. And I don't mean. Yes, yes, I'm sorry, I realized I was on mute. Yes, and I'll be as quick as I can be. All right, uh, all right. Uh, uh, let me uh, let the other ladies uh, inside. Let's, let's go back out. Um, Clara, do a spot hidden. Ooh, that's a hard success. Okay. As you're leaving the greenhouse, uh, you're the last one because you were taking mm-hmm. the picture. You're not absolutely sure, but you think those flowers moved, that they changed position. Because when you took the picture, they all seemed to be facing you and your camera, almost as if the picture, the, the flowers wanted you to take their picture. Oh, or were did you position yourself mm. so that you'd get mm-hmm. the best look? But it strikes you as odd at the moment. But then you mm. you leave the greenhouse, and then he shows the other ladies the same thing, and then you guys you you come out and uh, he says, "Well, ladies," uh, and he's set up uh, at the back of his house, which has also a porch. Um, see the upstairs windows and so forth. He set up uh, gift baskets, um, which, oh, I rolled an eight. He set up eight gift baskets. So he somehow <laughs> anticipated. He knows Janet a little too well. He knows, he knows Janet. me. <laughs> yeah. He's like, that woman is going to invite everyone and the cousins. And, and each of them has a very pretty uh, orchid, very similar to the one that, that, that uh, Margaret got. Mr. Corbett, you're oh. just, you have such a generous spirit. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. This is just simply, you'll have to give me tips because I'm just so terrible with plants. I, 
don't even know what to do with it. Well, perhaps we'll talk sometimes. Uh, perhaps uh, I can give you uh, some of my fertilizers, see if it, uh, if it helps. Yes, um, that would be wonderful. You could even come over one day for a cup of coffee and show me the perfect place to put it. Perhaps, yes. Um, anyways, ladies, I'm glad you enjoyed your day. Uh, have a good, good afternoon. And the entourage. Things. Uh, gentlemen, you go and collect the wood and uh, you move it where you intended to. Uh, thanks, Clark. Thanks, Frank. Oh, thank you. And perhaps as you are as you are standing there, probably at uh, Grant's house, um, you see the ladies coming back out, all with baskets. Uh, looks like they got some loot. Oh, I hope that wasn't too much for Mr. Corbett. Uh, he seemed yeah. in good spirits. He was ready for him. Clark, it was amazing. You simply have to go. Uh, look at the beautiful orchids. He gave one of these to each of the ladies. Oh, my. How generous. God, he's, that's beautiful. His plants are just so exotic. I've never seen anything like them before. My goodness. They're just beautiful. Did you get uh, any good pictures, Clara? I, I did. They're, he has the most unusual plant. Claire, uh, Janet, I don't think he even said what the name of this plant was, but it was something huge. from Kathmandu. Mm. And so I got oh, to it along with a, um, a little statue of a deity that he had in the greenhouse that I thought was very charming. Apparently, these flowers all face the same direction, and no one knows why. It's a mystery of the botanical world. Mm. That would explain why he keeps it locked all the time. He doesn't want people interfering with his climate control. Oh, yes. It's very hot in there. I can imagine if someone left the door open, it would ruin all those beautiful plants. I Maybe. speculate there's no small cost involved in those plants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, not only that, but his own time and effort. That is you know, a cost all in itself. Indeed, I would imagine he has hundreds of dollars grown up in that out in that greenhouse over there. I would agree, Frank. Hundreds of dollars, if not more. Does, does Mr. Corbett like a good bottle of uh, of uh, whiskey? Is he? Do do we know? Well, he was drinking the other day. Okay, and he told do you that prohibition is stupid. But over over the years, do I know of a particular type? Um, yeah, there might be. Well, you're going to be kind of limited because you can't buy it anywhere. Oh, true. Uh, but but I you have might one, have some. Right. Of what I have in my, uh, in my supply, I find the nicest bottle that matches his like and write a thank you note and a slight apology for as many people showing up as as uh, there were, but there was such amazing interest. So I, I, a subtle apology and a thank you very much note that I put it on his porch. Okay. Um, and you're probably within a day or two, you notice a, a little note in your mailbox of thank you, you know, not a problem. Um, all right, so that's Saturday. 
um, Sunday, are you guys going to get together and play games or bridge or? Yeah. Why not? Yes. We don't have to move all the wood now since we did that Saturday. Yep, yep, we did that. And I don't have to mow today, so eh, it's a day of relaxation. Break out the cards. Yeah. So your card games go very very nicely. You enjoy yourselves. You're, once again, drinking just a little bit. Hmm. Um, I would like everyone to do spot hidden and tell me what number you get all right uh, it's a failure 49 out of 35 28 hard success 89 29 hard success okay. 82 out of 70 okay. and frank uh, on eight out of a twenty-five percent base. So you got an eight. What? Is that is that a hard? I think that's a hard. I want to say it is. Yeah, it should be with a twenty-five. Yeah. Let me, let me check real quick. No, it should, should be say on the sheet. Uh, yes, it is a hard success. Okay. So, three of you got hard successes, and two of you got. No success at all. All right. Just tells me something for the future. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think actually Frank probably got the best role there. All right. Um, Guy with no points in spot hidden. <laughs> somewhere around 11 o'clock, as you guys are fiddling around in the, in the, in the yard, in the house, and, and moving around, you do notice that Mr. Carpet goes for a drive and leaves. Around 2.30 or so, uh, you have moved inside. You are playing cards. Uh, you are sitting there. You're listening to the radio. Uh, you're uh, enjoying your afternoon. And from where you are sitting, uh, Frank, uh, Frank and Janet both, um, you're sitting on a side of the table where behind the other player's head is that big picture window. Uh, so you can see across the street and you can see Mr. Corbett's house, uh, but you're not really looking. I mean, nobody drives by in your neighborhood. You're not on a main thoroughfare so uh but you're you'll you'll certainly notice when mr carpet comes back home uh you're sitting there and let's see i would like uh frank and janet to remain uh, listening, and I'd like the, the other three to take your earphones off until I give you the thumbs up. Oh my. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so the two of you, I need, I need a little bit of acting from you because what's, what's, what you're going to see happens while you guys are playing the game. So you guys can start by by playing the game with them 
and then suddenly look up and notice this. Um, so you're sitting there playing the game. You're looking out. You're not looking out the window, but when you see Mr. Corbett's car drive up, you no, know, it catches your eye, and you know, out of the corner of your eye, you're sort of looking out there. You see him park his car in the uh, the little carport on the side, and he gets out, and he goes to his trunk, and he opens up the trunk, and you see him remove two parcels. One of them is about, oh, the size of a cantaloupe or so, uh, and one of them is much longer, um, like a... A fairly long cylindrical sort of object. Uh, both of them are wrapped in butcher paper, what looks like butcher paper. So you think he's probably gone and got some food for dinner or, or whatever. Uh, he walks out, he, he crosses his yard, he goes up onto his porch, and uh, you see him uh, sort of fumble with the packages and, and pull out his key, and he's trying to get in the lock, and it's uh, sometimes sticks. Um, you see him doing this, and he accidentally drops the packages. They land on his porch. Um, the round one sort of stays near his foot, and the cylindrical one rolls a little bit towards his steps. And as it rolls, it, it sort of unwraps a little bit. And as you're looking, and it unwraps, it's definitely cylindrical, and it's kind of grayish white. And you're thinking to yourselves, is it a, a fish? Is he having fish for dinner? And then he manages to open the door, and the door opens, and he picks up the round thing, and he reaches down, and he picks up the, uh, the cylindrical object that's partially unwrapped. When he picks up the cylindrical object, it sort of flops, like, like a fish. Uh, but on the end of the fish, or the, the cylinder, you swear there is a tiny human hand. And he quickly goes into the house and closes the door. And well, now you can you can act when they come back. <laughs> okay. All right. All right, gentlemen. So you are um, you are of ladies and gentlemen. You are all sitting in the front parlor, and um, you are uh, playing cards. Uh, and suddenly, uh, Frank looks very strange, and Janet uh, sort of jumps a little bit out of her chair. What's the matter? It's cards bad? I mean, I, I know that. So we're betting for pennies. It's not that bad. Corbett yeah. <laughs> just took in a hand. Frank, did you, did you see that, too? I don't. But, but what's going on? Do you guys what's okay? Wrong? Came in bringing in some sort of package. I assumed it was something from the butchers. Uh, I thought it was a fish. Mr. Corbett? 
Yes, he, he brought it in and okay. it had a hand at the end of it. It's, so you saw it too? Oh my goodness. I did. I... A, a hand? And... What are you two talking about? He had a package and it was like a fish with a hand. I don't know. Like an appendage. Like a. Or it, it must have been something else. I mean, it's quite a ways to his front door. That's like a yeah. good, what, 70? It had, it had digits. It had fingers. It had a thumb. I thought I was imagining it, but clearly Frank saw it too. Right. And Frank knows what an arm looks like. Yeah. Well, he, he is in the import business. You said something about a strange statue in his It was garden. not statuesque. It, it was flopping around. It was fresh. Hmm. But you saw that it was a fish also? I thought it was a fish. I no, thought it was thought a fish, was but a then fish. it had a hand. It was wrapped in butcher's paper. I thought it was something that came from the butcher's mm. shop. Oh. That's peculiar. That's but more he didn't, than peculiar. It, That's just, borderline hideous. Yeah. But uh, oh. it, 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 there's got to be a rational explanation. I mean, it's Definitely. Mr. Corbett. Or yes. did, did he seem distressed? Oh, he... Uh, he seemed like he, he was taking groceries inside. He fumbled around with the lock, but who hasn't dropped their key in their lifetime? Who hasn't done that? He acted uh, like it was perfectly normal. Maybe it was a doll for a niece or something. Or a puppet. That's a very lifelike doll or puppet. Uh, you know, in some of these countries, they do make life-size puppets, you know. That's true. And it, it is pretty dark out, and it's that's a good distance. It's 2, 2 p.m. Oh, 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 oh it, that was just a cloud. Yeah, okay, no. no. You're right, it's time to put the drink away. <laughs> yeah, your, your card playing wasn't the, at, uh, up to snuff, Clark. I hate to say this. I know. Uh, Must have been some sort of mannequin arm, of course. <laughs> well, maybe uh, we can, next time we see him, we can ask him about it. Just like, sure, it looked kind of crazy, but... Uh, I mean, I, I mean, what are you suggesting? Like he actually had a body part? Frank I don't know, Clark. That's what it looked like, though. Frank and Janet, do intelligence rolls. That's a hard success. That's a 51 out of 80, so that's a normal. Okay. Well, you both succeeded. The more it plays out in your mind, the more you keep thinking about this it must have been like the tail fin of the fish and it just sort of looked like a hand it was too small to be an, an adult arm and hand it but it wasn't like marked like a fish it wasn't shiny like a fish it was gray It, it, <laughs> so it was. A, <laughs> it, it I think that's where been... I think that's where we'll end it for tonight. <laughs> that's a good spot. To... Clearly, a fish, <laughs> a weird gray, fleshy fish. Weird gray, small, fleshy fish that looks like a tiny child's hand. 
Our players included Holly Buto, Stephanie Mann, Oren Mayer, uh, Jeff Beck, and Stuart Lively with myself as Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. There's a link below. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel, and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answer any questions you might have. This is Tom Riley, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.